around, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed. Their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half elf, he shifts his shape and wields a spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's me, Sean O'Hara. And welcome to Spelt Lore. I'm your game master. We're going to be continuing our game of Dungeon World today with me as always, playing Tacoma Dome the Barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hello, everybody. Playing Ving, no last name. Paul Oppers. Hi, it's like Sting. <laughs> playing Fat Billy the Halfling Thief, Jessica Ty. Hi, everyone. When last we left our heroes, the journey had begun. After returning from the spirit world and meeting back up with Maggie Cole and the Menders organization loosely affiliated guild of sorts they had agreed to continue their task of delivering perel the wizard's wardstone box to a place called the vault some companions were left behind such as wicker the cat no longer with us and instead now uh traveling with them i assume in an attempt to have some sort of accountability mears falsmith a newly minted mender and stressed out teen there was some shopping happened, and you are now in the possession of uh, a huge hippopotamus-sized shaggy pig thing that Ving has said is named Francis, and a cart, and you are on your way to the Firefield's Principality. How's everybody feeling? I don't know. Like I'm happy. I'm feeling happy that my friend is not dead anymore, and we're. I but also I feel a sense of loss because. We were gone for three months, so we, there's a lot that we missed. Right? Yeah, you found out that on upon your return, uh, three months have apparently passed. I feel. Since, um, yeah, I lot. I think we missed the season finale of the Lone Tree Hill players. The the they do that serialized <laughs> teen drama about a a group of teens playing basketball. <laughs> I thought it was lacrosse. What's um, basketball again? <laughs> um, it's uh. You try. You have a bunch of baskets on the end of sticks, and you try, and you get, and you get a little ball in there, and then you mm. try and hit, get it into a net at the mm. end of a field. And lacrosse is when you dribble a bigger ball and try and get it into nets. Lacrosse is French. Uh, is a French cooking competition where you make hot cross buns. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's sort of where we start. Mears uh, is guiding the cart that you all find yourself in, and said that. If you're going to make it to the vault in time, if you're going to travel through the fire fields, you need to get there before the monsoons. Oh, so oh. yeah, we want to do that. You're leaving High Spear. Okay. Traveling down the road and, you know, you pass the road that you know would take you back to Bullrush Village and the relative peace and safety that you found for a few days. And I get out of the cart when we're passing that road. Oh, and yeah, Mears, Mears hauls on the reins and goes, ah, what's, uh, what's, the, what's, what's the hold up? What's going on? I, I, I'm like, I, have to, I just have to do a pensive look down this road for a bit. So I just, I grab a handful of dirt and I'm like, I let it blow in the wind. I'm like, Alec, 
Wait, what was her name? Oh my god, <laughs> Alaki. <laughs> it's Alaki. Yeah, <laughs> like Alaki. Mears turns back and goes, "Does he do this a lot?" No, I've never seen that before. I've never seen it with the dirt. <laughs> I mean, he says women's names all the time, but I've never seen the dirt thing. <laughs> <clears throat> and then you just get back in the cart. Uh, well, I go, I go up to these guys. I'm like, "How did that one look?" It looked weird. I mean, there was no wind, so the dirt just <laughs> fell on the ground. <laughs> I mean, she didn't die. It looked like you were picking up where you knew her ashes were. Okay. Well, we'll go and try it one more time. And I just, I go back up and I, this time. Kneel. I, I kneel. He's <laughs> coaching me from far away. <laughs> kneel. I, okay, I kneel. I come up too. Okay. <laughs> I, um, and I start blowing. The like as the wind, wind? okay, yeah, yeah. (laughs) because the air is very still. Yeah, it's pretty still. (laughs) So Billy's just walking around a kneeling tuck. Yeah, (laughs) he's going, (laughs) and he's he's doing the thing where he's waving his arms and pretending to be wind. (laughs) That's really good wind, Billy. (laughs) Blow, Billy, blow. (laughs) There's spit everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And as that's happening, I, I like I grab. And another handful of dirt, and I'm like, one day. This time I say one day, and I look at Ving mm-hmm. for like approval or coaching. And I say, now. And then I blow into my fist. And as he blows it, <laughs> Ving runs up behind and gobs as much as the dirt as it comes to his mouth, and then just runs down the road with it, <laughs> throwing it up in the air. <laughs> Yeah, there's like every once in a while somebody will walk by with like a hand cart. It's like, mm, hello, hi. We're in the middle of something. Yeah, people are giving you a pretty wide berth. Cool, because you're still pretty close to the city gate, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty big city. Yeah. Well, sometimes we'll like turn back and be like, "How did that one look?" We'll all ask that now. We're all invested in it now. Yeah, and uh, you hear from high up on the city wall, <laughs> you see a guard go, "Pretty good." It looks pretty good. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten of pensiveness. Oh, like easily eight, maybe nine. Oh, ho, ho. We, all, we all high five. What are your criticisms? <laughs> it's mostly technical, but I'd say you've got the feeling. <laughs> okay, cool. We did it. Yeah. I oh. turned to, I turned to mirrors. I'm like, how yeah. long was that? He looks up at the sun and he um he measures with his hand against the horizon and the sunlight squints and says i have no idea <laughs> just get back in the cart we should go okay and he whips francis the woolly pig who gives a like do not whip francis <laughs> no it was like uh it was like a yeah you know you'll be pulling the cart before i'm through with you if you keep this up uh francis could we go now please <laughs> and he reaches forward with his foot and prods the back of the <laughs> hey I'm just, I'm willing to take alternative ideas. Have you thought of Ant asking Francis how he feels today, or if he's thirsty, or if he's hungry, or if he needs to have a nap? Or if he's a he at all. Or, I, yeah, maybe she's a she, or a they. He holds the reins out to you. I take them and I drive the pig. <laughs> Mears, watch this. <laughs> Francis, may we please? Milady, and then <laughs> clip clop. Yeah. So Francis, the woolly pig, 
just lets out a and then starts clomping down the road. And then uh, Ving hangs the reins back to Beers. And Beers just holds them in one hand and just lets lets the pig do its thing. Attaboy. And uh, yeah, over the next five days or so, it's fairly simple going. You camp at the side of the road when you need to. You stop at uh, roadhouses here and there. What do and they look like? This is like a nice area of the principality because from Bullrush to High Spirits, a lot of rolling plains and river valleys. But the mountain range that High Spears are part of, the Cybris Mountains, uh, continues on from east to west and eventually breaks off into like another smaller range of mountains and the, the trees start to get denser and there's more pines and, and oaks and sort of other coniferous trees that start to get dense. So there's copses of trees that turn into small forests and you can see in the distance, the far, far distance, you can see the wall of pine forest that marks the edge of the Firefields Principality. So there's a lot of nice old wooden roadhouses or small villages in the distance around trees that look like lumber camps. You can smell like the smell of wood smoke all the time. Yeah, there's a point where it's just wood fires all the time. There's cedar in the air. And the road is like wooden planks in places. And there's also some spots where it's like wooden bricks that have just been Mm. bricked up on this pretty nicely maintained road. Are we passing any people as we go? It gets lighter in this direction. You don't know if it's time of year, although Mears did mention like monsoons. So you think that maybe around this time of year, people don't travel as much because they just don't want to get caught in the rain. Mm-mm. This is sort of a period of of downtime and reflection. Like there's a lot of time for you to think about uh, your different things. And there's <laughs> Billy's just sleeping the whole time. No, it's so boring for Billy. He hates to reflect. Okay, so here's a thing that happens a lot for <laughs> Billy. Perel appears before you a lot in this time frame. Because if you remember during your visit to the High Spear Mall, he's able to sort of enter this state of your mind where everything else has slowed down or stopped. And he can sort of have extended conversations with you. And he wants to talk about all the magic stuff that happened in the spirit world. And the fact that your crystals have crumbled into just like a handful of light blue gravel. And he's trying to teach you about magic. Something that you, that Billy took from, because you and I have talked about this. Jessica and Sean have talked about this a little bit. But after the planting of Gary, the Gary Oak tree and the forest, Billy uh, remembered something about his past. What do you remember? Do you remember? No. What, he remembers? What, what would I remember? Uh, that you remember the the spot in your mind, in your memory that Perel has appeared to you before. The tree oh, yes. that you're sitting at the base of is a Gary Oak tree. Yes. But as we have established, Gary is the first Gary Oak tree. Oh. Yes. So... Remembered the future. Oh my God. Or, or the weird uh, screwed up nature of time and space mm-hmm. post Exodus, maybe the past. Do you think that tree was Gary? I think it might have been. (gasps) But that also, with Billy's informing from Perel that Billy is not quite a halfling child. Yeah, he's a little fairy boy. He's a little fairy boy. And that tree, as we've talked about, Mm. Billy remembers what? nothing, Abdul. What? Nothing. <laughs> what do you? No. <laughs> I left because he's Wes a... left. Oh, at little fairy boy. <laughs> Grow up, Wes. <laughs> oh, you're a little fairy boy, aren't you? You just like being a fairy boy with your tutus and your creamsicles. <laughs> your pants are so tight. Your short shorts. <laughs> creamsicles. Creamsicles. And, and your lollies. Oh man. <laughs> 
um so but yeah so what were what were you thinking billy's relationship with this tree was all right so what i was thinking for billow is that he is born from the woods he was found at that tree at his age yeah, he's always been that age. Yeah, he was just born fully formed, basically. Yeah, yeah. and he was found by the original William, um, who was a farmer at the time. William was a nice man. He farmed, uh, um, he uh, farmed uh, root vegetables. Oh yeah, yeah potatoes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. as everyone did, farmed <laughs> potatoes and uh. uh uh, grains, uh, short grains. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now you get specific. Yeah. <laughs> um, so William took little Billy in as his own, and he was pretty nice to him. But William was an old farmer, and he left him in the care of his other children, uh, William Jr. and his w- wife. And Billy doesn't really remember all of them, but many subsequent Williams, like regular William, uh, uh, skinny, skinny Bill, <laughs> skinny Billy, uh, <laughs> um, uh, hungry Bill, uh, big Bill, mm. s- small Bill. Wait, is did William name all of his kids and grandkids Bill? There's just not a lot of names. <laughs> In <laughs> Halflings are pretty unimaginative. There's just a lot of Williams and Willies and uh, Billies and Billows. That's so funny. <laughs> that's why you're like denoted, denoted to be Fat Billy. Yeah, so yeah. Fat Billy. Anyway. Yeah, mm. so Billy's remembered this part of his past, his like part of his childhood and yeah. his heritage. So it, he was born of the Gary Oak. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't like Billy because they... They were like, we've never seen this weird child. His hair is a strange color. He does weird things. Let's lock him up. Let's treat him like a piece of shit. He's <laughs> like an orange piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, let's treat him like the little fairy boy that he is. Yeah. Uh, it didn't help that he wore like such tight pants. I mean, also because he was so fat. <laughs> All the pants just ended up being yeah. tight. Yeah. All would... of the pants that halflings make are the exact same size yeah. because all halflings are the same yeah. size. Yeah. And they were just like, well, this fat little fuck doesn't fit in our pants. We hate him for it. And That's why they didn't like Because <laughs> it was annoying. Yeah. And also because he burned down so many grain silos by accident. And that actually factors into what Perel is talking to you about because he, in a many drawn out extremely boring like thaumaturgic Mm -hmm. like academic lectures yes he does realize partway through that he's been trying to force a way of magical thinking on you yes but now with the knowledge that you're a fairy he's like okay this might explain why the crystals have crumbled because you were basically trying to force your magical energy through a tool that you can't use so while it was amplifying your your magical ability, it was also destroying the structure of the crystal at the same time. God, speak English or whatever. That was the plainest speak I could have made. Common. <laughs> speak common. Uh, common, please. <laughs> that was absolutely the simplest way I could have said that. No. Okay, imagine you were trying to hammer a nail with a spoon. I have done this. Yes. How did it go? 
pretty good, actually. Oh, I don't you know, believe you. It was a small <laughs> nail and a big spoon. Um, it went in. <laughs> it did the job. Yeah, this is uh, this is when we learned that Billy has, on several occasions, stolen hammers and used them to drink soups. <laughs> yeah. That's the real trick. <laughs> You think hammer and nail with a spoon is hard? Try drinking soup with a you, hammer. You guys think Billy uses utensils? <laughs> Crazy. That's the trick right there. Uh, but the takeaway from all of Perel's magical lecturing mm. is, um, and he's getting real like th- over the days. He's getting really like stressed out about it. And his magical projection of himself from the box, he's like loosened his robe a little bit. He's got like some short pants underneath. <laughs> And like basically he's got short pants <laughs> underneath his robe, yeah. And he's How basically short? got like a polo shirt, not like mid thigh, you know, like casual. Whoa. He's got capris on, basically. What the fuck is going on? And with he's that? just like he's got his. One day he's got his hands on his hips and his robes kind of open, and you can see his like casual wear underneath. And you don't know why his magical projection is doing this. You think that now, since he's been separated from this like dark part of himself for so long, he's like getting more comfortable with how he used to be. So every once in a while, you'll see him like with glasses on. And I'll just have like these little reading glasses on the end of his nose. Like, what are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? You have the ability. What are we doing wrong? I like that he's just like becoming more and more like a distraught substitute teacher. (laughs) Where he's just like, I'm going to get through to these kids. He's just like, when do I have to wheel out the TV? Yeah. Yeah, it's just Play gonna be, Shrek. Oh, at some point, he has to break down and be like, okay, today we're just going to watch a movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, but the takeaway of this basically is that he does eventually help you channel this sort of natural fairy magic that you have. And Billy learns to replicate a simple trick. What trick has Billy learned to replicate? Guys, what should food. I... Food. You just did it. A food thing? Something Billy... Centered. It's got to be something associated with like your appetites because that's the thing about like the Fae. They're driven entirely by desire, right? So, is like, that true? Yeah. What are we doing right now, Sean? Is it not improv? Are we not creating the world that we are in? <laughs> is there yes. a are we, but are we letting Jessica speak or are we no. directing it for no, her? No, no, no. I am explaining something to Jessica <laughs> about something that she knows about. <laughs> It is very important that she listens to me. Yeah. I call it correct explaining. Happy International Women's Day, everybody. Happy International Women's Day. Abdul's shirt is open. He's wearing a wife beater underneath, and he calls it a wife beater. Okay. I, right, yeah. I'll throw out an idea. No, 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 no. I want to hear it. I asked I just wanted you guys. To, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we were doing a back and forth. The, so in other books that I've read, the Fae are driven entirely by desire. So it's like all of the magic that they do is like it has to be in service to their desire. So like Billy's desire is rooted entirely in like satiating his appetite. So that's why that's that's how I would yeah yeah tactile so pleasures legit. So, yeah oh and tactile like soft yeah the soft and comfortable wicker yeah. wicker also soft yeah. yeah yeah wearing around a, a raccoon skin Ooh, soft yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I've so I talked to like you and I have talked about this Jessica and one of the things that you think that fairies are really good at is switching things uh-huh. so is this maybe Billy uh-huh. has learned to like switch the materials of small things. Fuck yes. Okay. Yes. So, so this will be very small scale to start. Okay. It just will be. <laughs> I had so much. All right. No. Okay. No. Okay. What were you gonna say? No. Like, just go there. Like... Who's correct explaining now, Sean? <laughs> it's me. I'm the correct explainer. I've been the correct explainer all along. <laughs> I was gonna. 
I, this is too big, but no, I was it. like, I could pick like little weeds and then they turn into tasty foods. Croissants. Cro- croissants. That's, that's, a leaf is becomes little mini croissants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's all croissants. That's funny. Um, Ving does the opposite. Yeah. 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 Ving, yeah, he just like, he goes into a bakery, he just eats a, a, a jar full of nettles. <laughs> He's just like, Kale, shard, rutabaga, rutabaga, rutabaga. <laughs> <laughs> so that totally makes sense. So you Billy can like pick a weed and make it taste like a different thing. Yeah. He can pick poison berries and they turn into little raspberries. Yeah. That's um, great. Awesome. So yeah. oh, I have another idea. Mm-hmm. Every bed that Billy sleeps in, like when he wakes up, is like if you touch it, is like all of a sudden like the softest, <laughs> most comfortable <laughs> yeah. thing. It's like almost like it's an involuntary response where he changes his like his environment yeah. to be more comfortable. Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. What yeah, that's really that? cool. Yeah. That's really good. And that's why you should always listen to me. <laughs> yeah. The correct explainer. The man. <laughs> a thirty-year-old man. <laughs> uh, but when you figure that out, like you turn. Yeah, it might be that you you pick a weed one day and you make it taste like a new thing. And nib. Per- like a nib? Yeah, oh, like, like licorice. The like a <laughs> licorice nib? Yeah. yeah. That is a fun thing where if we're just like walking down the road and Billy's like, try this one. <laughs> we're just like, whoa, that what flavor so- is this? <laughs> it tastes so good. And per- it's pudding. <laughs> oh, Billy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> My dreams. <laughs> the day you figure that out, like uh-huh. the day Billy does it for the first time, you're in one of those like mental, like Professor X sort of Perel spaces where he's frozen everything else for a little bit mm-hmm. and he is so excited yeah he like pulls a you no- can see it in his uh, long short pants yeah and <laughs> you can see how excited he is they're quivering yeah. <laughs> quivering short pants but he pulls out a notebook and immediately starts writing it and like this is incredible yeah even in my lifetime i've never observed magic quite like this so so instinctual so interesting yes and then i um let out a huge fart and um <laughs> The time starts moving again. But as you're as it as time is moving, he's like moving forward. He sighs a little bit when you fart, of course. <laughs> and he gets down on one knee and he looks at you and he says, I am very proud of you, Billy. Thank you. And he, and he disappears. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. And so we'll go to Tuck next. Uh Tuck, you have a new axe that has been basically created by three rock spirits. Mm-hmm. That you had a very close, familiar, like friendly bond with in the spirit world. Mm-hmm. Um, Larry, Terry, and Chad. Yeah. When you came through with that axe, one, uh, Sweet Caroline, uh, the orc mender, was like, that is extremely dope. Like, mm-hmm. that is a very cool axe. Yeah. And Carl, it, it looks, because it was created in the spirit world. So it was created like partially from like my expectations mm-hmm. and what was in my head when Vin created it. Mm-hmm. And it is based on. Uh, the artwork on an album cover. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Which is why Sweet Caroline loved it so much. Yeah. Because Tuck and Caroline have very similar tastes in music. Yeah, totally. They're both into metal. Yeah. yeah. It uh, was uh, it was off the album uh, <laughs> Roadhouse. <laughs> it has a young Patrick Swayze on it in a monster truck, and he's holding... Back up, back up. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's for, it's a Ferns in the Water album. Oh, yeah. Called Roadhouse. Yeah. And it's a picture of Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. And yeah, so Cartwin, as somebody that has a great deal of experience with the spirit world, was just stunned by this axe because like she's heard of spirits taking residence in items, but this like union of 
Ving's direction of the spirits and they're like melding with a physical item is, is something that she hadn't seen before. So over these few days, Tuck has a lot of time to sort of get to know this new weapon and it's how it interacts with the material world. And so, yeah, what has Tuck learned? So this is what it is. is okay. I The degree to which I know how to use this magic item is dependent on how good I am at communing with the spirits, yeah, totally. which is something that I have no fucking clue how mm-hmm. to do. So at the beginning, it's like a very rough tool. It's just like, I I use it's like kind of stone spirit nature to smash other things that have stone or stone in them. Yeah. Very effectively. Yeah, that's and awesome. Ving's telling you to listen to the axe and you don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. And then later on, I can uh, use it to like manipulate the other elements mm-hmm. that are in the stone. Maybe to a degree that it's like the axe doesn't even have to like smash them. Yeah, but it w- it like it'll be like it'll give me if I can commune through it with the other elements. Mm-hmm. It'll give me like an element of spirit talker or whatever world yeah, for sure world like where you can like communicate with like spirits, or manipulate yeah. other things. Totally. Uh, mm-hmm. and then you so, find out that the axe is your father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, that's great then. And it's just a narrative thing. Yeah. Like it's just. It's good at destroying stone. Yeah, I th- I imagine it. I imagine a scene where he's like trying to like figure out how to use it, and he keeps hurting himself because he's got so many sharp edges. Yeah, and I imagine like Ving would have to help. Like Ving sees me in a clearing, like trying to whip it all over the place. Yeah, handle first, bud. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. so I hold it by the handle instead of by the blade, like an idiot. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, I imagine it would be like Ving. That would be like, this is how you kind of like clear your mind and commune with the spirits inside. Yeah. So, okay. So there's a night where you're camped on the side of the road, sort of in a small copse of of pine trees and Mears has made a little campfire and he's ripped open a bunch of uh, ration packets and you see he's got like some dried meats and like vegetables and stuff like that. And he's cooking like on the campfire. And it seems like he's a pretty good cook, actually. Mm. He's making this little meal. Uh, he's, Thank God. he's got oils and spices and stuff that oh, he like cool. pulls out of a bag yeah. and he's just making this like really nice sort of rice with vegetables and Billy I, I can see Jessica's <laughs> eyes leans into the mic <laughs> like what uh, kind of spices I'm talking? just I'm just right over his shoulder yeah and like, I'm like <laughs> oh yeah and when, when's that gonna be ready it's like, oh, it should be it should just be ready real quick but throughout the cooking process he's like giving Billy a little bit here and there he like cuts up an onion and like gives Billy some onion and cuts up some some dried beef and gives Billy some dried beef. And uh, this is happening. Billy, <laughs> Billy and Mears are cooking a meal together over the campfire. It's such a cute thing. Yeah. Yeah. And just outside the cops, there's like um there's more a more open grassy area, and Tuck and Ving are out there with Tuck's new axe. <gasps> yeah. Shh. You hear that? I hear wind. What else do you hear? I hear Billy eating. <laughs> Listen inside your head. I hear Guns and Roses. <laughs> <laughs> I hear G and F and R. Yeah. I, I hear a sweet metal riff. The axe will is trying to say things to you. And I could hear it in the music. Pictured Larry, Terry, and Chad. Talk to them now. 
and I can't. I'm I'm imagining them in my head mm-hmm. as like the kind of like fused version of them, uh, and I'm like trying to think things at them, but I can only hear like like guitar riffs coming back at me. Just go with it. Let the music let the music go. Just go where it wants to go. So that's I, the way that the axe is talking to you. So I pick up the axe and mm-hmm. I I like listen to the music and as like kind of the the riff like like mm-hmm. extends up yeah yeah do it again mm-hmm. I I like I take it and I like smash through like a, a like a rock that's protruding from the ground mm-hmm. and it like obliterates it yeah it's yeah. just this huge like whoo mm-hmm. and it just explodes into like chunks of rock and stone cool. and he's like that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. I'm great at this. That was great. I don't need to learn anything else. <laughs> and Vic's like, wait, wait, there's more. I'm like, no, I don't need to know anything else. This is so cool. <laughs> hey, Billy. <laughs> I run off. I run off. I'm going to show Billy. I'm going to show uh, uh. Hey, I was sitting on that rock. <laughs> <laughs> Billy just goes rolling across oh. the ground. <laughs> I'm okay, but I lost all my food. <laughs> I go and I scoop him up and I take him over to Mir's. I'm like, we have to give Billy more food. I, I accidentally. Yeah, and Mir scoops out some more of whatever he was making. And you just have the rest of the night is like very nice. Mm. Yeah. And uh, Ving, mm. over this course of time, you have some time to reflect on your time in the spirit world and what that has done to you. So what do you? how do you think this like extended stay in the spirit realm has affected Ving, who is like, so connected to spiritual spirits and stuff like that that it is like his whole life yeah well it is a rebirth it is a a death and a rebirth so he's changed and that's part of the name dropping <laughs> uh and he's watching uh billy uh, uh like tuck and billy like romp around and 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 text like pretend to play guitar in his axe um and Billy's like eating hairs out of his beard and we're like it tastes like spaghetti and, <laughs> and, and he's just like really they're in the soft glow and Mears is mixing up his food and he's just full of love and for the family and he's all that anger before from his what he was on a mission for to get a bunch of money to um he was he was he was trying to he was trying to raise uh to get an, an army a mercenaries army. Uh, whoa whoa he was trying to go after his his dad whoa Whoa. who is uh, a high-ranking ranger and um he was trying to build an army and he didn't know what that meant or how to do go about that but he's feeling now in this life in this new life he's feeling some of that anger go and some of that attachment go which is why also he's feeling um he has been feeling guilty about turning into the spirits he's been feeling like <clears throat> like he can't manipulate the spirit of things and mm-hmm. he feels really bad he still has a uh the 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 look on the eagle's face when he snubbed him mm. um and just everybody he doesn't want to use i don't know spirits anymore like that yeah so so, so how does like what does that mean for ving like does ving not want to shapeshift anymore i i don't think he knows what that means right yet right okay um, but he knows that he can't make things, so he's gonna have to try and find, find a spirit that is willing to give and take. He needs oh. to repair that relationship. So maybe it means that he doesn't just turn into whatever he wants, but he will find, uh, he will settle into a few different forms. Whoa. Okay. So has Ving been spending time like 
more like time sort of casting his mind to the spirit world to sort of connect or is he trying to find something in the material no, plane? No, I think the thing is that he is trying to find, yeah, something more in the material plane. And he, he is, a part of him still walks in the spirit plane. Like he mm-hmm. was he was there for a long time. Also, this whole time in the quiet moments, he's been contemplating the crystals of his hands. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would like him to be able to manipulate that and shape shift oh. crystals as, uh, what is it? Um... Yeah, so over the the days that you've been traveling mm-hmm. at night, yeah, he's just taking some time to meditate and mm-hmm. try and manipulate the crystals in his hands. And you do find a way to do like a low level of shape-shifting, mm-hmm. a more spe- like specific method of shape-shifting. So you can extend the crystals, turning them into claws, or you can make them take different shapes that are useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it like hurts. knives with stabbing weapons. Yeah, exactly. But it hurts quite a lot. Yeah. Because it's like integrated into your flesh. Gross. Um, it's not like you're turning your flesh from one thing to the other. You're basically forcing these yeah. shards that are in your body <clears throat> uh, into different like offensive shapes. Cool. Uh, which is tight as hell. Snickety snickety. And so are you saying that Ving is trying to find like an animal that would be willing to lend its shapes to him sometime or something like that yeah totally i think it's moving from like shapeshifter of a bunch of different stuff into more of a spirit animal kind of situation okay spirit so what do you mean can you elaborate just so i know oh, just like mean? so it's something that's is his essence and it's a give and take and right he lends something to this animal too maybe i don't know so it's like okay. a, instead of just like in it being a casual spiritual relationship <laughs> yeah where he kind of like Send missives later. You up you're like at like two a.m. Yeah, and then uh, I need you for a fight, <laughs> and then and then you sneak out the next morning of their of their spirit form. Yeah, this is one that you're gonna move in with. We're still open though. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> I want, I'm free. To, I'm free to see any spirits I want. Yeah, so it is a spirit. Just don't it's want a, to. It's a specific spirit, is what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sure. Well, is that what you want? I don't. Yes, of course. <laughs> the fuck I know what I want. Or is it like or is it like now I get like you have access to the move Animal Companion and you have like I an would animal. love to come upon an animal and companion it. <laughs> okay. So that is something we can do. Like we For can... Billy, he also wants he's oh, feeling yeah. like Billy needs a bud and a wicker's gun. I guess it could be like a thing where you like kind of like put a call out and be like Yeah, what answers it? Yeah, you're just waiting for a familiar to show up. Mm. I like that. Yeah. I like that he's putting out these like, Vroom. he's putting out yeah. these calls of, uh, Vroom. it's yeah. part of the meditation. So what do yeah. we think answers? I don't know yet. Nothing don't know yet. yet. No, nothing, nothing yet. yet. Nothing yet. All right. No, well, it's t- going to take a bit. We'll yeah. talk about this later. So just every night there's these like spiritual waves going out. Yeah, out of his uh, crystal fings. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Wee, 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 Ding. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Cool as hell. Smashes them against the axe. Uses the axe. Does it become the sort of thing where... um? Now that Ving is putting out this nightly call to whatever animal wants to to join forces, like every time a deer wanders into a clearing, yeah, Ving just makes eye contact. Like, <laughs> yeah, does it you? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like it. it's like he's he wants it too bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's, he's yeah, that's why it's not going to happen now. Yeah, <laughs> he's looking for love in all the places. Yeah, you know, like when you like when you're single and you walk into a bar and you're like, which one of these ladies is going to be my wife? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in the world of animals, yeah. wherever he goes. Every living thing. Yeah. Uh, great. So, yeah, that's sort of where Ving's at is he's learned to manipulate the crystals in his hands into weapons, which is some cool-ass Wolverine stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's also put out the call to an animal. 
Uh, rad. Okay, that's great. I'm very interested to see where that goes. And so it's on this like fifth, sixth day of traveling after you've all sort of made these pretty huge <laughs> revelations uh, that uh, you start seeing the clouds on the horizon getting darker and the sky is, is just getting uh, more intimidating as it just becomes this like dark storm gray. And every morning now Mears is looking up like, oh man, rains could happen at any time. We should put the tarp on the wagon today. Like he's being a real wet blanket. Uh, worry wart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, I'm going to ask you all to make an Undertake a Perilous Journey roll. We're we're in the kind of on the border of the Firefields Principality. Yeah. yeah. So okay. yeah, it's 2d6 plus wisdom. And you pick, remember, you the three of you pick a roll. Oh. Pathfinder, Trailblazer, Quartermaster. I'll do Trailblazer. Okay. I'll be Quartermaster. Uh, What's the other one? The yeah. Scout. Yeah, I'll take that. All okay. right. Wow. I got eleven. Holy hell! Wow. Ten. Whoa. Ten. Five. Five. Oh. What was what was yours again? Oh, six. Sorry, I got it. No, that's, no, six is, six still, a is still a failure. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got the math right <laughs> eventually. <laughs> yeah. So take a point of experience Thank from you. failing, and you were quartermaster. Yeah. So um, we all starved to death. <laughs> yeah. Everybody starves. <laughs> it's weird that Mirrors isn't doing all of these. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. You guys are like sitting in the back eating crackers. <laughs> Yeah, this is his Pick up the job. Slack, Mears. Mears, yeah. is, Mears is driving the wagon. Francis is driving the wagon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mears hasn't done much in the last... Other than cook. He's been Ooh, cooking look, a lot. I, yeah. I got saffron. Fuck, who cares? Yeah, that's I care. That is, that is what he's doing. Mears, like, we're walking alongside the cart, and we see, like, a fucking mountain of clouds in the sky appear. Like, out of nowhere, we're like, holy shit. And Mears is, like, out in a fucking glade. <laughs> Picking saffron <laughs> for <laughs> dinner. You almost never find this in the wild. <laughs> yeah. So we cut to mirrors while we're staring down the storm. And what does he do? Uh, he's yeah. He's picking. He's under a tree picking saffron. Like wow, you never find this, especially this time of year. And he's like shoving it into a little pouch that he has. And the pouch is like hanging off. Uh, the strings are hanging off one of his like off his hook hand. Mm-hmm. And he's just shoving saffron into it. And he's like, oh, this is. You're going to love this. He's talking to himself while he's, cause yeah. he's not close by. Yeah, I know. He's saying, you're going to love this, Mears. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns around. He goes, you're going to love this, everybody. <laughs> and in, and he's telling himself, he's like, this is Mears' lucky day. <laughs> yeah. yeah is, what else is he saying or singing to himself? Paella, paella. Here's it make paella. Yeah, 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 paella. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what the quartermaster failure is, is because Scout succeeded unmitigated. What does a Scout do? So a Scout is, uh, so on a 10 plus, um, you get the drop on any potential threats. So Billy's a good Scout because he's what? Because he's got his hands up to his face like he's looking through binoculars. <laughs> I'm scouting. And he, brings his, he brings his hands down and there's like black circles. Because <laughs> we, Vic and I as a prank just put, we noticed that he's put doing that. Put charcoal on his So we put fingers. charcoal on his index finger and <laughs> you look like a robber. <laughs> so now he looks like an actual raccoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the trailblazer reduces the amount of time to reach the destination, okay, which is good. great. But quartermaster with a failure means mm-hmm. that you use up way more food than you were supposed to. And it's because Mears gets so excited about his saffron that every night he's cooking way more than he should be. <laughs> so it's just like every day you're going through the food like this can't be right. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you realize that Mears has used up like a week's worth of food, like in the last three days. <laughs> Everything's jambalaya. But it's been it's been six days, right? Said- yeah, but in the last three days since he found the paella, okay. like over and the rains have started. The uh, paella. Yeah, paella. Yeah. <laughs> he made a paella because he found like that there was some dried seafood. <laughs> well, he's like, I had to make a paella. I brought a paella pan. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and I opened the the dried shrimp, and we had to cook all of it because the paella. I can't. I knew the proportions for a big thing of paella. I didn't know how to like change the fraction to make it a smaller portion. So I had to cook all of it. I am so supportive of it. <laughs> and it Billy also... is manipulating him. Billy's looking at a pile of shrimp like, I don't think that's going to be enough. You should put another andouille in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what's, what's Billy been doing to mirrors? Um, yeah, he's been opening all the shrimp bags and he's like, look, I found more and that have been mysteriously opened. I think it's Francis. And <gasps> Billy, you think Francis is a fall guy? Well, Billy chatted with Francis and he's like, I'll take the heat if anything serious happens, but I gotta have like some sort of scapegoat. <laughs> And Francis is not responding to any of this. Francis is just chewing on a mouthful of grass. Like, and I, uh, Francis looks me in the eyes, and I assume that means he agrees. And I'm like, we're in this together, my friend. And I put out my fist for a fist bump. And the, it he just, doesn't do it. It just bumps into his snout. Yeah. <laughs> Big woolly snout. Yeah. And he gives a. Yeah. <gasps> Woohoo! I still think it makes sense because usually Ving's in charge because he's like a forager dude. Yeah, and but he's just been looking at his hands for days and looking at like all the all the bugs and birds around. He's very distracted. Yeah, like it's kind of like we're all fucking with mirrors. Yeah, that's and true. The result is that we ran out of food. Yeah. Mirrors' big first like solo mission, and he's already fucking it up, and you're helping him fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So that's been happening, and the rain started a couple days ago, but it was pretty light. Like, Tuck, you're keeping an eye on things to the point where, shockingly, in between fucking with mirrors, you're keeping things pretty well on track, mm-hmm. and you, you're, you like, making good time. So you have gone pretty deep into the fire fields, like you're a few days into the territory, and the forests have gotten really dense, and the rain's been really light, so you haven't been, like, trapped in the rain yet, but you realize that you're really running out of food Mm. like you realize that this is not a great time so you have some time to figure out what you want to do before Mm. it gets really bad yeah and part of the reason why we've made such good time is because every every once in a while i'll put francis on my back and i'll pull the cart (laughs) francis is easily a thousand pounds wow How much do you think Tuck can lift? 2,000 pounds. Yeah, okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> How much does Tuck weigh? We've said 300, but I realize that seven feet tall and as like, comically large as Tuck is. Seven feet tall, like five feet yeah, wide. Yeah, 300 is way too light. Yeah, he definitely weighs like 700 pounds. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what a monster person. Yeah. Um, yeah, how do you even fit in the shitty cart that you have? You don't. Uh, I kind of just walk beside it, <laughs> and I drag it some of the time. That's true. And when, Francis happily walks along beside yeah, you while you're doing so, that. And sometimes I, yeah, it's the cover. We're all having conversations with this pig where I'm just like, hey, are you tired? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I take that as tacit 
agreement that he's tired. <laughs> we're all putting a lot into this pig. Yeah. Like into we're all this having weird, huge hippo pig. We so here's the thing: is mm-hmm. we all have all just gone through a really fucked up situation, and we're using the pig as a therapist, basically, <laughs> where we're talking at him, and then he's just grunting back at us, and we're just like, I never thought about it like that before. <laughs> You're so wise. Wise beyond your years. And then we try and pay him back by being like, well, I'll take over for a bit because you've been so helpful. And then he's getting in and eating a bunch of shrimp. He is because I'm feeding it to him. And also I sneak him lots of bowls of paella. We have been wasting food like crazy. The failure is that none of you had the good fucking sense to use the food that you had wisely. Even Mears, who's like on the clock, like this is a job. And Mears was just like, no, I'm going to just stretch my culinary muscles. Yeah. Um, We're all implicit. He's trying to impress us. Yeah. Well, and you've all been very impressed with like... um, you know what? This might be a good opportunity for you to like all the characters to have a discussion about what you want to do because you realize that like you're running out of food mm-hmm. and you sort of get to um, you know, like the 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 area when you get into Goldstream Park and it's like mulchy earth and there's like trees on the edge, but it's kind of wide, but you're still in the woods. Mm-hmm. You get yeah. to a thing like that and there's a small um, there's a small lake in the trees uh-huh. and um. Tuck has been pulling the wagon for for a few hours, and Francis sees the lake and goes like, and just wades into the water. And you realize that obviously, like being a weird hippo pig thing, this is what Francis is like made to do. So Francis wades into the water and starts like floating around like a hippo, like eyes just above the water, bubbles coming out, and just like eating sea grasses and stuff like that, having a grand old time. Do we have to pay for parking? No, it's uh, not, free. It's the off season. Oh, so it's not like Goldstream <laughs> yeah, Park then? It's monsoon season. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's raining pretty good, but like a comfortable amount. There's like mountains in the distance and Francis is waiting around and Ving, you've realized that the food has reached like a critical mass. Like there's not enough mm-hmm. to keep going because Mir says that it's still like probably two days to the vault mm. if he's reading the maps correctly. Which he might not be. It's really up in the air. Mears is like, they made me like, the weird thing about the Menders is they don't really like to write stuff down. So Maggie kind of drilled me on this. And he's been using the maps as tamale wrappers. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> well, oh, you just got it. The ink in the, in the, in the map really, really lends it a flavor. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's like, I'm pretty sure that I remember where it is. And I'm pretty sure it'll take a, like two or three more days. Holy shit. All right, let's scout this out. Throw me up a tree, somebody. <laughs> so he also I, has yeah, a map. I pick him up, and I'm like, and I just chuck me. I like, I identify the tallest tree, and I like underhand easy lob up there, so you yeah. can like perch. Uh, and Billy, you see, you land a good distance up this tree. You're looking out over like around the edge of this lake with your binocular hands, mm-hmm. and um. <laughs> And we were like, he's doing it again. (laughs) I can see so well. I can see so far, you guys. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. I can see the ocean from here. Billy can see the ocean from here. Whoa. I, I can't smell it though. I can see it. It's so blue. Oh yeah. So we've talked about how the the fire fields are to the west, which means their coast, like it has a coastline, Mm -hmm. and the coast is the Sea of Graves. Oh, so cool. far, far in the distance, Billy can see 
small shapes individually wow. spaced in this far off ocean. The pillars? Yeah. In the Sea of Graves? Really? Yeah. <gasps> okay, fine. So, All I see is a coastline and some uh, rocky building looking thing. like really far away. That's impressive for this for this boy. Yeah, it's because of his binoculars. <laughs> uh, but also the- because he's fundamentally warping the nature of reality yeah. around him. Um, yeah, maybe his hands actually do kind of yes, help. I think that's <laughs> it fun. is. It is absolutely like when Billy because it's because Billy's a child too. Yeah. So when he plays, he's like, "Oh, the this games helps. become real." Yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty fun. Oh. And it's like a minor enough thing that it just makes him see like a little bit better. And yeah. we were always making fun of him for it. Yeah, <laughs> he said he could see this to hear Grace. <laughs> oh shit! There they are. <laughs> oh fuck! He was right. Yeah, um, and there's got to be a moment when he's like, "No, seriously, look!" And then he lifts his hands yeah. up to our eyes, and then we're like, "Holy fuck, this works!" Oh my God. <laughs> and then our eyes are got black rings around them, <laughs> and he's like, "Motherfucker, gotcha!" <laughs> um, so the, as the scout though, Billy sees any trouble quick enough to let everybody know before it's a problem. So, what does do you think Billy sees something sort of in the trees? In the trees? Yeah. Any potential trouble, or is it like the storm is coming? Like the monsoon's about to get really bad. Um, he sees a big pillar of smoke. Oh, mm, could be good, could be bad. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, you know, you don't have a lot of food, but sort of on the other side of the like, like far away, like down the coast of the lake, you see a pillar of smoke mm. rising up out of the trees. Well, it's to the smoke. Head right. over there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, so you 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 just like call Francis back out of the lake, yeah, and head off to the That's smoke. On you, oh Francis, <laughs> darling, we're going. There's smoke up ahead, Francis. <laughs> right, and you can talk to fucking animals, can't you? I can fucking talk to yeah. animals. What so, does Francis sound like? Yeah, Francis is like coming, yeah, darling. Yeah, coming. Francis is like right away. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be up in just a moment. There's a particularly dense batch of grass here I'd like to consume first. Good boy. Yes, you are a very good boy, aren't you, Francis? <laughs> Thank you, old sport. Thank you. And then head dips under the water. <laughs> You're like... <laughs> like I, I, I guess I start pulling the cart. Yeah, and then, yeah, Francis does follow eventually. And, and you head off into the woods and you um, find a trail that leads you to a gap in the trees and you see that trees here and there are cut down in the woods and you hear like banging sounds and smoke and voices and the the trees part a tiny bit on the trail and there's like a nice wooden um gate sort mm. of thing it's not it's like a like a gate with no door i don't are those still called Perilla? gates it's like a trellis like yeah a, kind of like yeah. a ranch it's like a log on either side of the trail that goes up about like eight feet and then a log across the top that's mm-hmm. been s- sanded down in one spot and carved into the wood it says pine wood and behind there's a collection of buildings and there are pe- this is there's a there's a village here. Huh. Hey, hey guys, it's a logging town. Yeah, hey yeah. guys, it's called Pinewood. Nice. <sighs> and so you enter the village of Pinewood and people sort of look at you with uh trepidation as they see this like massive man <laughs> with a huge scary magic looking axe on his back, uh, a weird wild-haired elf looking dude with some crystal claws and a tiny boy uh, his face just covered in charcoal. <laughs> Riding we've been, a we've been doing this gag for a week. Yeah, yeah, and it's just... And Billy has not washed. Every time we, he falls asleep, we take more charcoal from the fire and we put it all over his leg. 
hands. And it's been starting to we're starting to get concerned. Like, does he never look at his hands? <laughs> it's like, yeah. At this point, we're like, how has he yeah. not fucking realized? It's like that a research he is project. Basically, in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but it has. It has like since without his consent. It's yeah. it's been raining though, but he hasn't washed, so it is like streaky. <laughs> Like, he looks crazy. It looks like Heath Ledger. It keeps getting in my eyes, and I wipe it, but just, like, puts more charcoal on there. Yeah, and, it, and there's this, like, gangly yeah. teen with a sword and a hook and, and a cloak. And paella. And paella pans and stuff. Yeah, he looks like fucking Samwise Gamgee, I'm realizing. Like, his pa- his pack is mostly cooking utensils. And also Guy Fieri. Yeah, totally. He's got, like, bleach blonde hair. We've never From really the described sun. We've never established what color hair he's he got has. bleach blonde Crazy spiky hair. Okay, yeah, he's oh, got sp- he's super got wa- Yeah, and it's like he might style it, but that also just might be what his hair looks like. Yeah. Like he can't get it to stay down. <laughs> uh, and then this massive woolly pig wanders into the village behind it with spots. And people they 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 see this like crazy group of people come into town, and everybody's like talking excitedly. They're like, oh wow, oh wow, they're here. What do they sound like? Uh oh, man. Let's do a new weird voice, huh? Oh, a new accent. New yeah. accent. Yeah. Uh, hello there. We've already uh, done the British. No, I'm... Billy's doing <laughs> <laughs> So you're just on the side like, hello. Yeah. I want to make a good impression. Yeah, totally. Uh, hello there. Um, what what is your name, sir? Uh, Tuck and I are like, wow, Billy, that was amazing. Thank yeah, you. Um, we do like small applause in the background because he's like our son. We're giving him as much yeah. positive reinforcement for everything he does. Nice job. <laughs> like way too much. Yeah, he's going to be a problem. <laughs> and um, Child. he, somebody like, so Billy says, what's your name, sir? Uh, and this guy, he's got like mutton chops that go into a big mustache. And it's like red, like red mustache into big sideburn mutton chops and uh, and big shaggy red hair. He's like a pretty strapping, tan-skinned kind of guy. And he runs up and he's like, oh, thank the forester you've arrived. <laughs> ha! You must have, you must have, you must. And all, like people are gathering up behind this guy and he's like, my name's Murbo. What? Sorry, what? Murbo. Huh? M-Y-R-B. Uh, so just one R? Just the one R. Uh, Tuck is genuinely laughing at this guy's accent. <laughs> and he's like, oh, we've been waiting weeks and weeks for somebody to finally answer our notice. We called for warriors and warriors have arrived. Where? I mean, oh, uh, where? Why is <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to impress them. I, at this point, oh. we, we, like Vic and I have to like be like, okay, the, like it's one thing to do an accent to try and impress somebody, but trying to like do someone else's accent while they're there—it's a little rude. Baby. It's kind of Billy is so embarrassed. And, 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 as you're talking about this, Murbles are like, oh, I do not mind. <laughs> this, is, this is an auspicious day for the town of Pinewood. And he turns around and he says, our problems are finally over. And everybody cheers. And Mears looks at all of you and he's like, I don't think this is in the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we're going to end it for this week. I have been your game master, Sean O'Hara. 
with me as always playing Tacoma Dome the Barbarian Abdul Aziz. So, uh, goodbye, everybody. Playing Ving, the half elf druid. Paul Oppers. See you. Playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief. Jessica Ty. See you, everybody. Sorry for the accent. <laughs> I am not sorry for the accent. That's going to be a lot of fun for me. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> thank you to Mark and MP for letting us come back to their house, even though nobody's here and record. And uh, thanks to Wes and Abdul for making all of the technical stuff happen. Thanks to Aaron Reed for our amazing intro and outro music. Uh, thank you to you for listening and everybody on Twitter and stuff that sends us fan art. If you like weird, fun drawings of uh, Spelt Lore stuff, just follow us on Twitter at Spelt Lore. Or uh, join the Spelt Lore fan group Yeah, there's a on fan Facebook. group on yeah. Facebook that I uh, apparently joined at some point. So I very vainly joined the fan group for my own oh, podcast. Oh, I thought we had to join the <laughs> Well, we're all part of the fan group. <clears throat> well, actually, I have not joined the fan group. <laughs> you made the fan group. <laughs> no, I didn't. Ah! <laughs> I have not joined, but I do creep it a lot. <laughs> well, I'm a part of the fucking fan group. <laughs> it's really gratifying to see all of like the yeah everything that the fans have done it's pretty great yeah check us out on social media give us a review on itunes if you feel like it and we'll see you next time bye bye and so ends the tale of adventures three who tried the best they can though dumb and scared and lost they be for times abreast in revelry and though our journey may be Chores and for you.